Let's end it. Hello, everyone. Welcome to Millie Moves Podcast. We're your hosts, Dustin Packham and Brandon Waters. And this is a show for millennial entrepreneurs and young hustlers that are breaking the mold and demanding success. That's right. And as always, we do not know you. And when we have guests on the show, they don't know you either. So we're not here to tell you what to do with your money or how to live your life. We're just sharing our experiences as entrepreneurs and helping you guys out along the way. So today's topic is quit blowing your money. Start saving that money. Make your money work for yourself one day. And see, that's the thing a lot of people don't understand is you know, the difference between your regular guys and, and rich folk. You know, rich people, they use their money to make more money, and they put their money to work. Because let's face it, you know, when our money's sitting in a savings account, the, the rate you're getting on return of that money is not even going to keep up with the rate of inflation. I think uh, the rate on your checking account just alone is like 36 cents a year. Yeah, that's, that, that's not you're you're literally losing money to inflation. Inflation's right. at what two percent, less than two percent. I think so. I'd have to look it up. But they're trying to keep it within you know around the two percent mark. The right. Fed is. But uh, so what's the reason you're saving money? I mean, ways to save money and reasons to save money. I think a big reason to save money is beyond making it work for yourself is you got to have a reserve, one for retirement, but two, what if something happens? You know, what if your car breaks down or, you know, you lose your job? You have to have, I think the rule of thumb is six months of reserve. Six months emergency fund. Emergency fund. Right. And, well, if you're paycheck to paycheck or, and you can still be paycheck to paycheck and save money because that comes into budgeting every month, well, you have what's like a car payment, but it's a payment to your emergency fund. And, and a way to do it is to set it up automatically. Right. Then you don't even know, you don't miss the money. And there's no emotional attachment to it either. You know, it's like you never see it. You don't have to worry about it, but it's going where you need it to go. And you're going to help yourself out with it. And it doesn't allow you to get in the way of yourself. For sure. And I was talking with a financial advisor and he was telling me, how do you spend your money? What, say you make X amount of dollars a month. How do you spend it? What's your budget? And I'm like, well, I, I, I just was honest with him. I didn't have a on-paper budget. I just know how to save money from doing it for years. And the big thing I was thinking was, well, he, he's got a good point. He said, you put X amount of dollars out of your paycheck to your emergency fund. Hey, if you want to have a vacation every year, Okay, put X amount of dollars in that, and at the end of the year, you have money that you did not know you had. Right, and, and it keeps you from, you know, it makes that later money that you hear all the time, it, it actually makes it a real thing because you have it now, but you're not going to use it until later. And I think I remember in high school, I think it was our economics teacher, uh, Ms. Trabert, mm-hmm. she was telling us that if you started saving money the year you graduated, Till you were 30, and I forget how much it was, you could already be a millionaire. By 60, yeah. By 60. So what I'm personally doing mm-hmm. is I, uh, I'm i pretty into the stock market. I, right. I, I love the stock market. So uh, I do a lot of trading, and um, 
pretty higher frequency for than you know most people. Um, so what I do with that is I take my profits from my trading mm-hmm. and invest those into long-term goals. Okay. So long-term assets. So a fun fact for everybody, and this is <laughs> this is what blew my mind. So I'm just gonna like when I first started trading, this was literally a year and a half ago, right? So I put some money into a brokerage account. The first time I made money on a stock trade, it I do not look at money the same. It, it completely changes your mindset because if let's say let's say you got a thousand bucks, well instead of spending a thousand dollars on this iPhone, that's going to depreciate. Well, I buy a thousand dollars worth of X stock that I believe in, and a couple months down the layer, uh, yeah, I can't speak. A couple months down the road, you know, you might sell that stock for thirteen hundred dollars. Yep, and there you go. You made $300 not yep. putting your – you put some time into figuring out the stock, but you didn't go out and work cutting a tree to make $300. Extra yeah, it's passive money. income. Passive income. And that's a huge thing for, I think, all ages of life. But later on, you want that passive income so you can keep that same lifestyle. I deal with a lot of people that are say, oh, I'm on a fixed income because I'm on retirement. Okay, well – why is your retirement fixed? Because they never planned down the road to have that passive income and always be able to keep their lifestyle that they've always had. Yeah, and let's back up a little bit. So before yeah. we can even start building an emergency fund, right? what you were saying, you know, well, you have to create a budget. And my wife and I, after we got married, we sat down and got the notebook paper out and got real honest with ourselves. Mm-hmm. You know, And if you actually go through your bank accounts, write down the transactions, See what you're spending money on, and you'll hurt your own feelings. Oh, yeah. And a lot of times you have money coming out that is unnecessary that you didn't even know. Yep. You know, stupid subscriptions you have that are still running. Let's say it's only $5 a month. Well, at the end of the year, that's 60 bucks. 60 bucks. I mean, it adds up. <laughs> yeah. Say you had five subscriptions that were 60 bucks a, yeah. you know, a year. Well, keep multiplying that out. It just keeps adding up. Well, you know, and that's not uncommon because the – you know, the trend of the world that we're in right now, everything's online, everything's internet-based, everybody wants a subscription or a membership-type service, so they get That's, you hooked in. Well, on a lot of companies, even tech companies, like uh, the programs I use to edit this together, you used to be able to buy them, and they were a couple thousand dollars. Now it's X amount of dollars a month. Right. Like, I'll just be honest with you, it's $89 a month for all my professional programs I use. It's a lot of money. Yeah. But see, in your situation, though, that kind of money is used to make more money. Right, because I use it for multiple businesses. Right, that's a way to put your money to work. Mm -hmm. So sit down, write it all out, look at your budget, and uh, get real honest with yourself and and see where your money's going. And then cut out what you don't need. You know, because there's a huge difference between needs and wants. And that's what I feel like our generation struggles with. You know, they, they see things that they think they need. And they don't. They're just wasting their money, and they're wasting their work hours. And I may be rude and honest about a couple things, but I see people that go to the gas station and waste, I don't know how many dollars a week. Everybody's different, whether it be on a soda, some snacks. And I get it. If you really need something, get it. I'm not telling you do not do that. But I see people that buy their cigarettes, their tobacco, their extra case of beer. You do not need those to survive and live on. Yes, you may have an addiction, but you don't need that. Yeah, and, you know, gas stations. This is crazy. I had to look this up. Yeah. So 
me and my wife were discussing this, how fast eating out will rack up your bills during the week. And people don't, you know, because it's, it's a necessary thing. You have to eat. Everybody has to eat. Well, you know, these companies, they also know that. These restaurants know that. Oh, you know, yeah, that's, that's sure. Obviously, that's how they make their money. But the average American household spends about $3,000 a year eating wow. out. That's according to the Bureau of Labor Statistics. That's incredible. That's a lot of money you would not think just from eating out. But it, if you think about it, if it's a family of four, that's your standard family. You know, a lot of people have five, six, seven. But if it's a family, you know, husband, wife, two kids, that's probably 60 bucks eating out. I mean, I know me and my wife, it's $30, $40 at a easy. regular restaurant. And that's no drinks or anything else. Well, that's, that's what just, I'm saying. You and I don't typically, you know, drink when we go out to eat. But most... You know, I'd say the majority of couples and Americans do, and that's where they really get you. You add two mm-hmm. drinks, and it throws another $20 on your bill, you know, depending on what you get. But that's a big thing. But so once you have your emergency fund in place, you have your six months, you've done your expenses, that's your emergency fund. We don't touch that money. Smart. We do not touch it that stays money. There. That money sits, and it just that's our emergency fund. That's right. And basically, we don't have that money anymore. Do you have mindsets. a Do you have a set emergency fund, or does it continue to grow? It continues to grow. That's smart because yeah, it continues to grow. Not not like our investment or our stocks or anything like that, but it right. You, you know, a little extra to, money to shove you, to it. You continually add money to it, so that hey, say you had your six month emergency fund. And you blew it all. Well, then the next month you needed six more months. Now you have more than six months. Right. That's smart. I like that. Right. And so now after after we do build our emergency fund, mm-hmm. and you the next thing you have to do is get rid of bad debt. Correct. Bad debt. See, everybody wants to invest, and you know I buy this stock and I make twenty percent on this stock or whatever. If you've got a three thousand dollar credit card bill, and let's. Let's be real. Most credit card interest rates are above 23%. They're through the roof. So if you pay down that $3,000 credit card and pay it off, you just got a 23% return. And people don't see it that way. Yeah. That makes a lot of sense. Wow. I didn't think of that. Yeah. So instead of having to work to figure out something that's going to make you that kind of return, you're sitting on it. You just got to get rid of it. And so... Sam and I, my wife, we uh, we had a little bit of, of bad credit card debt. Mm-hmm. It wasn't a it wasn't a large amount, but we don't carry debt very. I mean, we we just don't carry bad debt. That's just right. we don't do it. Well, we had a little, and this was uh, right before we got married. So after we got married, and we mm-hmm. sat down and we did our budget and figured out, you know, we got money going here, 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 you know, all this kind of stuff. Well, our credit card interest rate on that amount we had was like I'm saying, I think it was like twenty two and a half percent. Pretty standard. Yeah, yeah. It's standard credit card rate. Well, a local bank down the road was doing an instant credit line, and they were offering 6% on that instant credit line wow. with zero transfer fees. So instead of paying 22.5% on this little bit of sum that we owed, we transferred it to this instant credit line with a 6% interest rate and paid it off in two months. That's saving what, like 16%? Yeah, which is huge because it compounds. And that's what's cool about the stock market. I'm going to go ahead and bring that up. So we save to invest. And just a little tidbit for you out there. If you only bought the S&P 500 index or the SPY, Mm -hmm. if you only bought that, every year it averages a 7% return. Now, last 
2019 was crazy. It averaged 37%, which is unbelievable. That's a unbelievable. <laughs> but um, so anyhow, it averages 7%. So with that math, your money will double every 10 years. No kidding. That, that's you can so double your money you put $10, every ten dollars yeah. in it. Ten years, you're up twenty thousand. Yeah, and that's the kind of stuff people don't want. Like they don't teach you that kind of stuff. Instead of taking that ten thousand dollars and you know sitting on it and just oh it's just gonna sit here, buy this, buy the indexes. This you know those are the risk better, reward a ratio return is way than better. any money market. Yeah, or savings account. Exactly. I think money markets. I mean, gosh, say you had. $50,000 in a money market account, I think you get $6 a month. Right. That's not much money no. for $50,000. It's not. Now, there is risk that comes with it, and we'll we'll go into more stock market stuff in another episode. Yeah, next episode, we'll talk about stock market. I have a lot of questions for you. Yeah. And uh, I'm still a greenhorn, so. <laughs> but it's working. Yeah. I've, uh, I've, I've had some success, and uh, I found my own way of, of trading and investing in the stock market, and I can help share that with you guys. I'm not going to tell you how you should do it, but I'll just tell you how what's I've been doing it and what's working for me, for sure. Yeah. So the other thing I wanted to bring up on saving money is I don't, like, you, you had never even heard of it before, but I've heard of it, you know, a couple times. I think UF was the first time I've heard of it, and it wasn't even, like, something to do with a lesson. It was a professor talking about it, but it's the 30-day rule to making purchases. Yeah. So if you have a purchase let's or something you want to buy, Right, and it's and we've dis- discussed already, and we figured out that this is a want; it's not a need. Right. Okay. This is just a want. So you take that money that you would have spent on that want, stick it in your savings account. Okay. Do not touch that money for thirty days. You're not allowed to. When that thirty days is up, feel free to buy what you were about to buy. But what they found out is psychologically, uh, psychologically, after those thirty days are up. Most people won't take the money and buy what they were going to buy. They save it. No kidding. And it's a good way to trick yourself. You know, it's, yeah. Because let's let's marketing's uh, good these days, man. It I is. Mean, they have people that are studying psychology of people's brains, how to trick somebody into man. I, I got to get it right now. I mean, the commercials. We'll see something on. I'll just be honest. We'll be watching TV, and my wife will be like, "Man, I want a cookie now, or I want this, I want that." Half the time, I'll go to the gas station and get it for her because it's just an impulse thing and you spend $2 here and there, whatever. But the marketing's so good, you just have to have it. Yeah. But if you can trick yourself and use self control, you start saving that money. Yeah. <clears throat> and when you trick yourself that way, but you have to stick to the plan. Oh, yeah. Because your emotions are going to make you. This is all stock trade and stuff mm-hmm. here. But anyhow, so let's move on. So the other thing I wanted to bring up is, you know, credit cards have a bad reputation and they get that from people that use them incorrectly. Correct. Credit cards can be awesome. You can get credit cards with cash back. Rewards. Rewards, points. So what we did is our bills every month. And it's, you know, I was looking up stuff online about how to save money and just Mm -hmm. reading other people's ideas. And I, I actually disagree with this one a lot. It came up multiple times to avoid credit cards. And I just, I completely disagree with that. If you use your credit card to pay your bills, right, let's say you put and make it automatic too, you know, set up a auto pay, use your credit card, put all your bills on there and make sure you pay it off at the end of the month. It's your monthly bills. So what happens when you pay your credit card off at the end of the month? No interest. No interest. Right. And your credit goes up. No interest. So what happens at the end of the year? 
you pay all these bills, you're racking up cash back or reward points, and then at the end of the year, like for us, for instance, at the end of the year, we get enough cash back on our credit card that it's it's a full month of grocery shopping. No kidding. So just by paying your bills, what you already have to pay, like you can get a free month of groceries at the end of the using year. Using your credit card to buy groceries, and then at the end of the year, that month, you didn't have to spend that $400 on groceries. Exactly. I like it. It's a nice little way I to like save it. money. And I mean, you're almost kind of making money because you have to spend that money anyhow. Right. So you're getting something back for it that you normally wouldn't. That's that's really good. And, you know, the points thing, too, you know, it kind of depends on what you want to do. But we've used my Amex points for, like, travel, mm-hmm. like when we went to Hawaii and stuff like that. And then she has a another card that's got a really nice cashback return on it. And we use it for all of our grocery shopping and bills. And uh, you get that money back. That's really cool. That's a nice little trick. That's a good, uh, good thing for our listeners. The other thing is save regularly, what we were just talking about. Um, set it up automatically, where it automatically comes out. Of, let's say you have a 40-hour-a-week job and you get a paycheck every week or every two weeks or whatever. Go ahead and take a certain percentage out. Shoot it to the emergency fund. 5%. 5%. Take another percentage out. Shoot it toward your investments. Typically a little lower, depending yep. on you know what kind of, I don't know, it depends on what kind of money you've got coming in and going out. That's another thing we've got to bring up in another episode. It's not, it doesn't matter how much money you make. It's about how much you keep. Absolutely. You can have a $30,000 a year salary. You can still save money and you can still become very wealthy. Yeah, it's all about what you do with it. So, so anyhow, we get to the point of investing, and uh, there's multiple ways to do that. I'm over here talking about the stock market. I know you're about to come across the table talking about real estate. Oh, so yeah. Let's hear. So there's multiple ways, and I was just talking to Dustin about this morning. You can start saving money and growing it with the stock market because real estate, let's be honest, it it's a bigger investment. You get a larger return. I mean – I know people that get 30 to 40% return on a real estate investment. Or you go for a long-term investment where you can grow. I, I've, it just depends on what the property is, but for the rest of your life. And the way you look at it is, say you put $100,000 into a house. And the rule of thumb, if it was a rental, you want at least 1% return every month. So if it was $100,000, you got to make at least $1,000 a month on it. Okay. That's the most conservative, safe way to invest in real estate. And that typically covers the taxes and and stuff like that? It should cover everything. Gotcha. So that 1% will pay for that property over the years, but don't look at it paying for the property so much. Look at that property as you put $100,000 into a savings account. That property may be worth more in a year. Have people that have bought something, I'm like, man, that property would be worth double in just a year because of the way the market changes. It could go down some, but you're never going to lose a ton in real estate if you bought it right. So say you put 100000 away in a savings account, you can always liquidate that out. But also every month, now you have $1,000 a month coming in. And see, the, the <clears throat> you know, people think you have to be rich to invest in real estate. And we were just talking about a guy that on a teacher's salary – is making a nice source of passive income from his rental properties. He has rental properties, and he's a teacher. Yes, he's making more money off his rental properties than his teacher salary. Exactly. 
So, uh, you know, another thing with real estate investments, think people think, oh, I have to have a bunch of cash to do it. Yes, that is ideal. But there is a bunch of ways to leverage your money. I think Grant Cardone always talks about, oh, you can, you know, buy X amount of dollars of real estate with that and then use, use hard money loans, conventional, regular investment loans. Go get a mortgage or uh, I think there's a program where they do a rental loan and it has to cash flow 1.3% of whatever the amount that the property costs you. And that could be the fixed up amount even. And if it covers 1.3%, that property will cash flow that property and pay for itself no matter what. And so if they know if it's covering 1.3%, then that asset's always going to pay for itself. So So is that the ideal number you're looking for to look in uh, minimum for a rental? Yeah, minimum. So, and it gets hard in in some areas, you know, say you. And we are talking about rentals. Yes, rentals. If we were talking about real estate, uh, I would call them flips where you, you buy it, you put some added value to it and resell it. That's a whole other ballgame. Right. You know, there, you have to have a spread that you're comfortable with for the amount of money you're investing to make it worth it. So say you invested 100000 because that's the easiest number to work off right. of. You need to be clearing 130000 after all your expenses for it to make sense, in my opinion. Why would you invest hundred grand and not make 30%. Yeah. I mean, I think that's the only way, because that's a lot of money to invest to only make 10 grand. I mean, yeah, 10% would be great on your money. And don't get me wrong, you can start there and do that. But as a conservative investor, I'd be shooting for 30%. Yeah. So, uh, you know, and those will not always be around to make money. So, you know, that's a whole other episode I could talk hours on. Yeah, yeah, we both we both could dive off into those two subjects, which we will in another episode if you guys are interested in that. And we're actually we're already out of time, so. But uh, you know, just look at things that you need versus want, and try to start saving money. Um, you know, start small, and you know, it might change your life. Yeah. So we'll just to recap what we just talked about. The first thing we need to do is create a budget. Write everything down. Track your expenses, your income your assets and liabilities, figure out what your net worth is, do that whole work, see what you got coming in and coming out. Right. Once we get that, let's go ahead and build that emergency fund. Yes. And how long do we need? Six months. Minimum. Minimum. Minimum six months. You know, what if another recession comes? Yep. So you need to have it. Exactly. Now, after we get our emergency fund, then we can look to start maybe make some investments. Correct. All right. And then uh, once we start making investments, we start watching our money work for us. That's right. And uh, so the other thing is a uh, credit card leverage we talked about. Yep. Um, you can use your now. We're not reckon we're not sitting up here telling people to go out and sign up for credit cards. That's no. not what we're doing. No. All I'm telling you is what we did is we found credit card with cash back, used it to pay our bills. At the end of the year, we get a sum of cash back, and for us personally, it's enough for a month's worth of groceries. Correct. Everybody's different. Right. You know. Speak with a professional before you dive off into this. We're just telling you what works for us. Right. So if you have any other questions, shoot us an email, millimoves at gmail.com. And blow us up on Facebook, Instagram, Spotify, and Apple Podcast. Yeah, also, go take we're a on listen. YouTube. Yeah, we are on YouTube now. Yeah, right yeah got the full episodes on YouTube. So take a shot at that, and uh, we'll catch you on the next one. Y'all have a good one.